a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Sources. As I mentioned before the break, there are some places that you travel to that you just want to make sure you aren't being the ugly tourist. We all know the ugly tourist. The place I'm talking about is is not Europe. It's not Asia. The place where we want to make sure we aren't the ugly tourist is when we travel in history. And when we go back, let me explain. Arguments for and against critical race theory, cancel culture, American history curriculum, uh, all of those things continue to incite and inflame individuals and schools, communities across the country. It's important to keep in mind that critical race theory should be seen more as a lens from which to learn lessons from history than a specific curriculum. Although, as we discussed with Congressman Chris Stewart earlier today, some, like the 1619 Project, have taken that lens and created a curriculum that presents America as a fatally flawed nation built on a lie. Others others have taken that very same lens of history, a lens that America should never acknowledge wrongs or inaccurate beliefs or that we should just look past bias and prejudice and injustice and persecution and all of those things from our past. Neither of those give us a clear vision of who we are, where we are, or where we need to go next as a nation. We spoke with Scott Rasmussen today. Uh, His poll recently pointed out 93% of Americans want our leaders to unite the nation. 73% of voters believe that America's founding ideals of freedom, equality, self-governance, are the foundation for bringing people together and unifying the nation. His polling also suggested that the vast majority of Americans believe the best way to overcome prejudice, injustice, and a host of other ills in our nation is through our founding principles. So the American people actually believe that the founding ideals many of which have been under attack from a lot of partisans and elites who are trying to take that lens and divide us with it rather than heal and reconnect the country. Elder Quentin L. Cook, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, spoke in 2020 uh, to faculty and staff at Brigham Young University and made an interesting observation. He said, divisive rhetoric can lead to cancel culture and inaccurate history. And how such an approach prevents 
elevated conversations, deeper dialogue, and real progress in our society. He then viewed the principles through the lens of Christian understanding. Very interesting to use that as a lens, a lens of understanding and respect while applying them to the issues of race and religion and America's founding ideals. You see, one of the great challenges of our day is this newfound willingness by far too many to cancel, condemn individuals, institutions, even ideals based on out-of-context criticism or some kind of inappropriate societal comparison across time and history. Again, it's that across time and history that we have to be careful of. Uh, Elder Cook provided some really extraordinary insight, and he cautioned he cautioned about the way in which we treat history. He actually quoted Matt Groh, who uh, once said, be careful about sources of information that seek to tear people down. Look instead for sources of information that are based on the records left by the people themselves and that seek to be fair to them. It's really easy to play gotcha with the past, to pull a quotation or incident out of context and make it look alarming. Uh, Continuing, this is more from Scott Groh. He said, as a historian, I try to follow the advice of a British novelist. And this is what I love. And this is where we're headed. He said, the past is a foreign country. The past is a foreign country. They do things differently there. And that means when we visit the past, we do not want to be an ugly tourist. We want to try to understand the people within their own context, within their own culture. We want to be patient with what we perceive as their faults and flaws. We want to be humble about the limits of our own knowledge. And, of course, we want to have a spirit of charity about the past. Now, that's an interesting concept. Uh, The spirit of charity is essential uh, both in in terms of receiving criticism today, but more importantly in declaring criticism, especially about those who are not around to defend themselves. Now, I want to go back to uh, to something Elder Quintanel Cook said to address racism, equality, and justice. He quoted a prominent European Jewish leader, Daniel Schwamenthal, who said, America can't remain the leader of the free world if the country goes beyond acknowledging that racism and inequality persists and must be fought, and instead convinces itself that it's inherently and irredeemably racist. Swamenthal continued, and this is important, said, yes, the U.S. has not always lived up to its ideals. But to claim that the founding's promissory note was never anything but a scam to maintain the system of white oppression is ahistorical revisionism that will erode the country's foundation. We spoke earlier about South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, who recently offered the Republican response to President Biden's first address to Congress. Senator Scott shared his family history. Uh, which he often frames from cotton to Congress. And talk about in a single lifetime, how they went from the cotton fields to having a member of that family become a member of Congress. 
he acknowledged the flaws. He acknowledged the problems of racism and discrimination, injustice of all kinds. But Senator Scott concluded with an emphatic, America is not a racist nation. It's important for us to to recognize, again, as we look through the lens, I am a warts and all history guy. Uh, To me, the flaws in the founders, the flaws in people from history from all walks of life are the things that really inspire me because they teach us such important lessons. And when you see how those individuals overcame or rose above or stood up or were willing to stand alone, uh, those are the things that matter. Now, Elder Cook, in in his address, concluded, we all support peaceful efforts to overcome racial and social injustice. This needs to be accomplished, he said. My concern is that some are also trying to undermine the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights that has blessed this country and protected people of all faiths. We need to protect that religious freedom. So confronting past wrongs and the many times that this country has failed to live up to America's founding principles is part of the path to progress. We have to recognize that. But just criticism, cancel culture, uh, a drive to abandon the ideals will never build a better, brighter tomorrow for us individually as citizens, for our communities or for the country. So the proper perspective on history, restrained reaction to criticism and to those who might view through the lens of history things a little bit differently. And of course, the appropriate application of founding principles to today's problems will result in what we're all after, which is progress for the nation, especially progress for the nation on critical issues like race, equality, faith and freedom. And the thing that we all have to recognize and realize is that almost unanimously, the citizens of this country recognize the need for our leaders to rally rather than rail against their political opponents. They need to sound certain trumpets of timeless principles rather than to continue just in the clamor of chaos and division. As I mentioned earlier in the program, I agree with Dr. Martin Luther King when he said the arc of history bends towards justice. I believe that is true. And I believe when we go back in history to that foreign country we call history, uh, that we don't turn into that ugly tourist. And when we evaluate historical figures, that we look at their lives on the whole, that we look at their results, the outcomes of what they did. And then we can simply ask, in those lives, in those efforts, in those actions, did they help bend the arc of history towards justice, towards freedom, towards liberty? That's a pretty good standard for all of us. The American people may disagree on a host of issues, 
but there is something that we are united on in a most extraordinary and unexpected way. And I believe this to my core. And it is that we all believe that the founding principles are indeed the best way to heal the country. The founding principles are the best way to foster freedom. Our founding principles are the best way to promote justice and to erase inequality. In short, I'm convinced that the citizens of this nation believe that it is through the lens of American principles that we will see things clearly and see our way forward toward a more perfect union. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio's Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.